What up, world? Fast first point guard and Blazer beat writer Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is a very special one. We are once again joined by my friend and yours, Jason Quick of The Athletic. Jason, how you doing? I'm doing well, Michael. Thank you for having me on again. Oh, we are so excited to have you back. I mean, I'm excited to have you back, and I assume the listener the, the the listener right now is excited to hear your voice um it's been a weird week in in blazer land we were supposed to be recording this in between memphis grizzly games we're recording this on a thursday evening um instead we're recording this in between two postponed games uh it's a long layoff for the blazers is there sounds like these games will be scheduled in the second half of the season is there a silver lining to the blazers getting some extra time off right now in your opinion oh no question uh, and, you know, actually, Terry Stotts talked about that today after their practice. Um, they actually get to practice and have yeah. full contact practice. He says that today's full contact practice was the first time since the season has started that they've had uh, a full contact practice, which is amazing because you think about it, uh, you know, pretty much it's been every other day that they've played. Totally. So the days off are mostly, you know, guys come in and get massage, get up shots if they want, but uh, pretty much all the technical stuff is relegated to film work. And now uh, because they have so many, you know, they're practicing again tomorrow on Friday, uh, they're going to be able to actually get on the court, look at lineups and play. And I, I think that's invaluable. So yeah, I think there's an advantage to that. And then also, you know, depending on when these games are rescheduled, those are two potential games that now CJ and Nurk could potentially play in. So right. anytime there's a game canceled now, it adds uh, the chances that those two will be able to play. What is the vibe around the team with like with the COVID stuff and these postponements? Like, are they, is it, is it, is it strange? Like, do you get a sense that it's strange? I mean, you're on zoom, so it's a little different, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I have no idea because I'm not really around the guys. Um, you know, they plop in front of the Zoom uh, camera and we get five to eight minutes with them. So it's really hard to tell. Uh, my sense is, is that um, they're a little leery and a little like, not a little, but a lot like, I wish it wasn't like this. Sure. Um, I, I get that from Dame. I, I, Dame is, Dame's been wonderful this year uh, in dealing with the media as always, but there's just a little, there's something off with him. And it, and I don't mean that in a, in a bad way, but this doesn't feel like his heart is totally into it. Um, it feels like he knows that they're playing with fire and that, you know, the season started really soon and it, it just feels off. And it, I just sense that in Dame. Um, so, but I, I think everyone is, knows that this is really precarious and, and there's no real sense of if this is going to be completed and if this is even a good idea, but uh, that's the way they make their living. So they're, they're trying their best. Yeah, I, I think in the way that sort of all of us have felt um, off, maybe mm -hmm. is, is a kind way to put it for the last 11 plus months, um, that yeah. if you're if you're just sort of pressing forward with your job and watching 
you know, and following the news like it is, you know, um, you just know how precarious it is. So I think it's just sort of just there is something we always praise athletes for being able to compartmentalize things like, oh, my gosh, they're mm-hmm. able to, uh, you know, they're able to just shut everything out and, and play the game. But sometimes they're they are like us. They are humans experiencing the world. And I think this um, this whole experiment is very challenging. So I'm not surprised that you've you've sensed that with Dame. And too, you know, this has been something that, um, I don't know, like, we're forgetting the whole social, social injustice thing, too. I, we right. forget as, as white men, you know, Dame, CJ, Carmelo, all these guys, they just saw what happened at the Capitol a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, they're saying, what a bunch of BS, you know, yeah. in the summer. Black Lives Matter were there and there were troops and arrests and, you know, so I, I'm sure they have to internalize a lot of that and they're sick of it. I, that's yeah. my sense. Uh, but it, we made such a big deal about all that at, uh, in the bubble. And I feel like we've all forgotten about it or we're not, our eyes are off the ball a little bit in, in that regard. So uh, I'm, I'm bet that has something to do with it too, because he's very passionate about it. You know, you can just listen to his music uh, and, and his lyrics and stuff that, that he's very in tune with it and, and means a lot to him. And I think as a whole, uh, we've kind of um, let our eyes get off the ball a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the news, news and sort of the cycle in which we worry about things as um, both consumers of news and reporters of news, it, mo- it moves very quickly. And it's um, yeah. things don't necessarily get solved as we move from topic to topic, for sure. Um, yep. I want to shift gears a little bit in the second segment and uh, ask you about on-court stuff, real, real basketball happenings. But before I do that, I want to tell my listeners about rockauto.com. You know rockauto.com. They're the family business that's been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. And you can go to rockauto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks and it's all delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and it's remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices you prefer. And the prices are what's best of all because at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low and they're the same for professionals as they are for the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You don't have to do that. Instead, you can go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right. So we're still chatting here with Jason Quick of The Athletic. We talked about the Blazers, the postponement and the Blazers' strange season they're in, but let's talk a little bit about what's happening on the court. What is your concern level with the Blazers? Like they looked bad against the Spurs. They are headed yeah. into a long stretch without um, the, two of their three best players. What? Where? What's your concern level with them? Not very. I'm, I'm not very concerned, to be honest. Why not? I, I, I think they have the depth to to hold their ground, and I, I think they can win their next four games. I think they can win seven of their next nine. 
um, they have enough talent. I, I think Ennis Cantor is serviceable, if not above average. Uh, and I think Rodney, the combination of Rodney Hood, Anthony Simons, and Gary Trent can uh, adequately fill in for CJ. They're, no one's ever going to totally replace CJ, right? Uh, especially this year. But they're not going to get killed there. Um, and I was really encouraged with not only what Rodney did, but how they used him. Uh, I love it when Rodney Hood posts up. I, I think he can really exploit a lot of mismatches, particularly when he's playing shooting guard. Right. And he was so effective against the Spurs and posting up. Uh, and I, I think that's another facet to this team that they can start building on. And I think Terry Stotts was really encouraged by what he saw there. So I, I guess to, uh, to answer your question, you know, this isn't a Zach Collins uh, type these aren't Zach Collins type of injuries where they're going to knock him out for the majority of the season. You know, CJ should be back in, I bet it's somewhere closer to two months and, and same with Nurk. Uh, but the, if this team can just tread water and be around 500, when those guys come back in March, April-ish, uh, then they'll have a month, two months to to really start getting their groove and, get this team in the playoffs. So I don't think this this past week is a death knell in, in this season. Um, it's going to certainly make it difficult, and it's going to kind of readjust their their aim. I, I think this team probably saw itself as a top-four team before right. the injuries, and, that, and now it's probably going to be a, you know, let's, make the, let's try to make the playoffs type team. So – all this is to say there's no there's no external move coming like the way they replace these guys is the dudes on the roster you know you don't you're not anticipating um obviously i don't think there's anything big coming but even like a minor move to kind of bolster the depth or anything like that what's your feeling there i don't not right off the bat i i think neil is going to see what he has i i think they're going to give it you know probably a week two weeks and see if anthony's a capable uh point guard to see if Harry Giles can give you meaningful minutes on a consistent basis uh, and, you know, go from there. But my sense is, is that Neil has confidence in these guys and that he, there's nobody out there, uh, at least a free agent wise or somebody they can bring in who's better than what they got right now. Now you can argue that, you know, maybe, Jared Allen in Cleveland or something uh, could help this team. And, and yeah, they probably could. Um, but I don't know that the Blazers have something that they can offer that would entice Cleveland. I, I think Jared Allen's at, at 3.9 million. You'd probably have to combine, you know, Anthony and, and Nasir to, uh, to make the, the salaries work. And is that enough for the Cavaliers to, part ways i don't i don't think so. probably so, not and they don't have a they don't have their first round pick in this upcoming draft because they already used it in the roco right. trade like they don't have a lot of they don't have a lot of paths forward to make like an impactful trade and specifically with jared right. allen like the, the Cavs like him i mean he's not he's yeah he played like the whole overtime the other night he's part of the plan um so just on that same sort of that 
they're not going to do anything. I agree with you. I think they're going to be patient. I mean, Neil Neil has is not afraid of making in-season moves. I don't think we should we should put it like that. That's maybe his peak skill is making minor adjustments to improve a roster um, once mm-hmm. the season starts. But where do you see their more pressing need? Like, where are you more concerned? Are you more concerned up front with Harry Giles, or are you more concerned in that sort of second unit ball handler with the Anthony Simons, Rodney Hood, Gary Trent Jr. triumvirate? Oh no, it's definitely center. It's yeah, you know, it's, it's defense. Yeah, this team is still not a good defensive team, and they're maybe even Nurk very was, bad, Jason. Yes, and and <laughs> Nurk was kind of their anchor, and right. now you're taking him out, and you're asking Ennis, who's not a good defender, and Harry, who's I don't know what Harry is yet. Right, you know, uh, so that is where I think the big concern is. I feel totally confident that. Uh, between Dame, uh, Anthony, Gary, and even Rodney, that they can cover those point guard minutes because Dame is going to play 36 to 40 minutes. So you're really talking about, you know, 10 to 12 minutes a game that you need somebody else to to handle the ball. Um, And it's interesting, you know, today in practice, uh, Terry Stotts mentioned that they'll keep their offense the same when Dame's on the court, a lot of pick and roll, pick and roll heavy. But when he sits that they're going to move to more movement sets, he called them. So uh, the offense being initiated by either Gary, Anthony or Rodney and a lot of movement, a lot of ball movement, player movement. And I think that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, Yep. So it's not going to be so predicated on, one guy having to run the offense and, uh, you know, execute so much. It's, it's going to be kind of a group motion flow type uh, offense. And I, so I think that's going to be fun and interesting to watch. Yeah. And it's also one of the real values of having a couple practices to say, here's, here's four sets, exactly. here's four actions we want to actually run as opposed to say like, Hey, try this in a timeout, like pull up the iPad and say, Hey, try this. It's um, having real practice days, I think is, has, has real value. Um, because you, like you said, you, you need to steal 13 minutes a night, roughly, you know, if Dame yep. plays, he's going to play more than 35 minutes, but you know, you let's just say like on the low end, you need to try to steal 13 yep. minutes a night where you are, average you know like just don't get absolutely killed in those minutes and so yeah it'll be interesting to see how how creative they can get there what what great timing for them to have these games postponed oh i know you know it's uh you know it, it could have been a little bit better they could have had it before the spurs game but uh this is really really nice timing for them to be able to ease those guys in and like you said identify uh, a certain amount of sets that they can run well. Yeah, I mean, they one of the re- the big problems that they've had is that um, they just when Damon and CJ sit, they just don't have anyone to get them into stuff. Like they just, it's just mm-hmm. like it, all of their offense is kind of just random. They're not they're not getting into stuff. And I think being able to install a couple things like here, make this first pass, then cut here, just like sort of simple X's and O's stuff to get Gary and Ant who maybe aren't natural floor generals and our more scorer types to get them into movement stuff. I think I, I, I will be curious in the sort of, um, we're in the era where every, after every game, everyone tweets at me, they should fire Terry Stotts. It'll be, um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that that happens to you too. So I'm sure, uh, I'm curious to see, you know, with, with a long layoff, what Stotts can bring to the table. Um, and you know, if he can quiet down the hashtag or whatever it is. Yeah, well, they're they're gonna have to play better defense for that hashtag to calm down. Yeah, it's true. 
I want to ask you about the center stuff because you mentioned that. So that's what we'll do in the third segment. But first, I want to tell my listeners about betonline.ag. It's betting season, y'all. The NBA's rolling along. The NFL's in a huge playoff weekend coming up. So if you want to get to an online sports book, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account. And you, while you're there, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Like I said, it's betting season. So don't, don't sit on the sidelines. Get in on that action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On at betonline.ag to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listen to Locked On Blazers, and we're still chatting here with Jason Quick of The Athletic. We talked a little bit about the Blazers' uh, solutions at, in the backcourt. Now I want to ask Jason a little bit about the front court. What do they do with some their options at center as they try to become a more competent defensive team? Do you think that they go small a bunch? Like we've seen it a little bit. Do you think um, some of the ways that the that they sort of change things up is playing Robert Covington at center? We've seen a little bit of it. Do you think we see more of it? I think it'll probably depend on the game and the personnel uh, that's out there. I mean, uh, I can never pronounce San Antonio center's name right. Pirtle. Jakob Pirtle, yeah. Pirtle-like turtle. He's yeah. a ninja, ninja Pirtle. Yeah. I mean, he killed the Blazers yeah. in that game. Yeah. Uh, just ate them up, offensive boards, uh, scoring inside. So, uh, and I think for the most part, it was while the Blazers were trying to go small, if I recall. Yeah, um, he, he, it started when they were when they were big, and then but they weren't guarding, they couldn't guard pick and roll, so I think he tried to go small, and then Pirtle just said, okay, great, I love this. Right. So I, I, I think it's going to, uh, you know, like they play New York on Sunday. Yeah. That's Mitchell Robinson. Uh, Julius Randle. I forget. Yeah. God, Julius Randle has killed the Blazers in the past, by the way. And he's having a great year. He's playing as best as he ever has. It'll be a real tough test. Yeah. Um, so I I think it's an option. And I think sure. Terry will experience, experiment with it. But um, it's weird. I, I just don't have a great sense of Harry Giles yet. I mean, I know a lot of fans are in love with him. Uh, but there's got to be some reason why. Sacramento gave up on him. He gets to Portland. He shows flashes, but he's still not really getting playing time. There's got to be a reason. Yeah, I mean, and he's really skilled. I don't skilled. know if he's, he's out of position a lot or what. Yeah, go ahead. No, he's really skilled. Like, he he, he has these moments where you're like, wow, I, that's an incredible pass. Or like, wow, he can really handle the ball. Like, he has these moments where he shows you his skill. But, um, you know, there's some, he has some obvious weaknesses when he plays. And... I kind of just trust coaches. Like, um, I yeah. know we just were joking about fire stats, but like, I kind of trust him. If he's not playing, uh, it's not it's not because he's not like he's not hiding back there as a secret as the secret weapon. He might be more effective right. than we've seen, but I just I have a hard time believing that he's he's like the obvious answer that Terry and Nate and all them can't see. That's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. there's a reason why sacramento didn't keep him and why he didn't play in sacramento there's a reason why he's playing limited minutes here in portland and i think part of it too is they want to preserve his knees i, I don't think he's 
physically uh, able to play 30 minutes a night, you know, or 25 minutes a night even. So I think they want to be careful with that. But uh, I am going to be curious to see what he gives this team uh, in his time here. And if he is, uh, you know, a capable answer as a backup center, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, the problem is that Ennis Cantor gives you such a baseline of good offense. He's a terrible defensive player. Like, he's not good at it. He has some moments where he's he just is big and in the right spot, but he, he gets beat up on defense, and he doesn't have great defensive instincts. But he's so good on offense that the yeah. trade-off to go, like, heavy Harry Giles minutes, he would have to be real, a really good defensive player to kind of balance that out because he's yeah. not going to provide the offensive punch. Like... Ennis right. has weaknesses, but he's also he, he's really good at one part of the game. Yeah, and and the thing about his defense, though, that where you have to give him credit, he's a great rebounder, and that's yeah. a big part of defense. He, he seals stops, you know, and uh, so don't forget that when you're talking about his defense. But uh, I agree, you know, um, it, it, it's a. Uh, it's a dilemma, and I, I think that's going to be their number one issue as they move forward. I, backup point guard, yeah, I, I think they'll be able to to weather that. But because again, as we talked, it's a small little sample, or it's not even a sample, small little window where they have to cover for that. But the center and defense at center is going to be a forty-eight minute it's, ordeal. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It's a full game challenge where they're a little bit yeah. limited at center. That's going to do it for today's show. Jason and I talked more and it's going to be in your feed on Friday. We discussed Gary Trent Jr., Damian Lillard's leadership and his ability to tap into his those peaks that he touched last year in late January and then again in the bubble. So be sure to check your feed. If you're listening to this one, this is part one of the interview. Part two, it will be available on Friday. Thanks so much to Jason Quick for joining us. Uh, make sure you subscribe to The Athletic to read all of his work. Nobody out there does a better job uh, bringing you close to the team. So uh, make sure you read Jason's stuff. And uh, thanks again to him for joining us on the show. And thanks to you for listening. Do me a favor and tell your friends about this podcast. They can get it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Locked On Blazers. We'll be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.